So hello everybody. This evening what I've specifically focused on is I've just got 10 top tips to public speaking. So I'm going to jump straight in with top tip number one to public speaking. In fact, before I do that, what I'm going to do is give, give you a little bit of an intro. I'm conscious that some of you may not know who I am. So for those of you who know me, hello and welcome back. For those of you who don't, I am Tony Gargan. I have been a speaker and a trainer for Progressive Property and Unlimited Success for the last four years. And public speaking has absolutely changed everything for me. So I, I'm not a public speaker by kind of trade. I wasn't born a public speaker. I was a HR manager for 12 years and was forced to do some forms of public speaking in the job. I don't know if any of you can relate to that. Um, having to deliver training for people who don't really want to be there was exactly my experience of it. And to cut a long story short, I went to Progressive Property to learn about property. And on the very first day I attended, Peter Jones changed absolutely everything for me in terms of inspiring me in property, but also inspiring me to be a public speaker, to deliver from the stage to generate an income and to help other people. And in May 2015, I attended the five-day expert speaker revolution with unlimited success. And I've been a speaker since then. I've been absolutely honored to be part of two world records. So it's a big two fingers up to those teachers at school who told me I talk too much. Honored to be a part of those world records, progressive and unlimited success. And in addition to that, I have six figure businesses in speaking and I absolutely love what I do. For those of you who already know me, you know that I'm massively passionate about public speaking. For those of you who don't yet know, this next live will hopefully share that with you because public speaking, I firmly believe every single person needs within their lives. So in everyday life, in the like when we're talking public speaking, I'm talking physical public speaking, whether that's standing in the street speaking to one person at a train station, whether it's live on stages across the world. You're all supporters of Rob. So many of you have your WhatsApp groups, your Facebook groups, are doing Facebook lives. All of that is public speaking and every single one of you need to be comfortable with it. And I'm here to answer any questions that you have. So before I do that, I'm going to just do, I'm going to dip in and out of my 10 top tips and answer any questions that you have along the way. So if you're making notes, if you're recording, this is what you need to know. Top tip number one is to speak about something that you know inside and out or that you're really passionate about. It's very difficult for you to speak and get your message across to earn money utilising the skill and to uh, make an impact on people if you're not really passionate about what you're speaking about. You don't have to be a perfect public speaker. I am 100% certain that I am absolutely not. But you, every single person has a message inside of them. Every single person watching this live right now has either a product or a service that you need to get out there, a mission or a message to help and support people in their lives or to help people further afield, not necessarily just your friends and family and your clients, but people all across the globe. And if you have a message that you need to get out there, you're depriving people of it if you don't use public speaking. Now, you can share that message one-to-one, absolutely, and that definitely works. But what about going bigger? What about reaching more people? What about making more money, making more of an impact? You need to become a public speaker. So top tip number one 
is to speak about something that you're really passionate about or that you know really, really well. And actually, you can do a public speech around absolutely anything. So if you're speaking about something that you either know really, really well, you don't really have to think about it. It's something that you're passionate about, then it will be much more interesting for the people who are watching. It's not just you sitting and talking about something that you're not really passionate about in this monotone voice, which I definitely was guilty of, absolutely guilty of um, when I was a HR manager. And that was a big part because I wasn't passionate about training people in food safety. I definitely wasn't passionate about teaching people health and safety to be my employee. But what I am passionate about is creating a lifestyle that you absolutely love. And so I can stand and talk on a stage about that all day. Now, the hints and tips that I'm sharing with you over this next kind of 40 minutes or so, I'm going to share with you that passion is absolutely imperative. So interact with me a little bit here, if you will, please. What are the products and services that you have? What is the you know core message that you want to get out there? What is your mission? What is your vision? And how can we help you to get it out there? You are all loyal supporters of Rob. And Rob has been my mentor for the past four years. And I have huge, huge gratitude for the opportunities that he's given me. So Ender, one of the points that you've put in there is you end up using lots of ums and airs and ahs instead of cursing like a trucker. Love that phrase. So... I am a scouser, as I'm sure you have noticed. And where I come from, swearing is punctuation. It's literally between absolutely everything that we do. You know, it, it literally is punctuation. And a key part of what I'm sharing with you, and this kind of adds into top tip number one of speaking about something that you're passionate about, is to still be you and be authentic. So if you swear like a trucker, now I'm not saying, Enda, that it is completely acceptable for you to stand on stage and blaspheme continually. But if the odds, you know, if it's part of your brand, and I know there's been a huge focus in the last week on your brand, if it's part of your brand, then own it. A pause is a massive help, something which I have had to really work hard to master. So when you get to the point where you think, I don't really know what I'm going to say, we use ums and ers to fill a gap. Because quite often people think silence is uncomfortable. And that's where the um or the air comes in. Or where, when we swear, that's what it usually is. It's, it's adding in an additional word. It's giving us the opportunity to think. And that is where we need to master the pause. So if you lose your train of thought and you forget what you were going to say, but you pause... It gives you the opportunity to either really make an impact or just to let you think. And people don't expect you to be perfect when you're speaking. So if you have a little bit of a break, a little bit of a pause for thought, and it's literally a pause for thought for you to remember what you were going to say, it really works in your favour. That is the best way to get over your ums and ers. Another top tip for you, Ender, in regards to that is to document down the key points that you want to say. So if we're using our pauses to help us remember our train of thought and our our road that we're going to follow. But we also have the hints and the tips documented down or the key points. It's just a little bit of a trigger for you so that you don't ever lose your way. And top tip number three, we'll come to that in just a second. Another thing that the pause comes in really handy for, in addition to preventing you from umming and airing and ahring, is actually it can really help you to make a, a, an impact of the message so if you are emphasising a point, if it's like a big claim or a big number that you're sharing or a really emphatic point that you really want to hit home, 
You emphasise it with your tonality, absolutely, but the pause really works in your favour. Five top tips. That's five top tips. And the pause just lets it sink in. The pause is what, when we use the pause, what it actually does is it gives people the opportunity. It leaves a space for people to think. So the pause is going to be your friend and absolutely, hopefully that's helped. So yeah, absolutely, Connor, no passion, no point. And that actually links into top tip number two that I wanted to share with you, which is there's got to be a purpose to your speech. We've all seen it. Maybe even some of us have been guilty of it where you'll maybe jump on a Facebook Live and there's ju- there's just no purpose for the Facebook Live. Hi, it's Tony. I'm just here. I'm doing a Facebook Live. And um, yeah, I'm just going to check if anyone can listen. Yeah, can you all hear me? Yeah. So today what I wanted to do was no purpose, no point, no interaction, no value. So the second point, you're absolutely right, Connor. If you have no passion, if people don't believe in what you're saying, then there's absolutely no point to what you're sharing. So point number two on my top tips is to, it's got to have a purpose. So no doing lives for no reason. What Always think, what value am I going to add? And if it's going to add value, if it's got a point, if it's got a lesson or a, a meaning or a learning. And this isn't just in your physical public speaking, face-to-face and live with people or on a stage. I'm talking public speaking in written format, in your copy, in your emails, in your WhatsApp groups, in your Facebook groups, on your um, blog posts, on your vlogs, on anything that's video based. It's got to have a purpose. It's got to have a point. So a lesson, a key true meaning or a core meaning, emphasizing a point or a story or it's got some value to add. Maybe it's a question that someone's asked and you know, you've know you answered it and you believe that it's going to benefit everyone else within the group. You share it with them. So that's top tip number two. And that is to reiterate the point. Absolutely, as you say, um, Connor is no point, no passion, no point. Natalie, you mentioned HR and business strategies to make workplaces more human. I am totally behind that. I loved my job role. I was a HR manager for 12 years and actually I thought I loved the job role. What I loved was the people. What I loved was the the ethos behind it, but I didn't love the actual job role. And by being a public speaker in this format, I'm able to kind of get the balance between the two. But top tip number three for me is to have a system to follow in your speaking. Don't just kind of stand up on a stage. Don't just sit down with pen and paper or with your laptop and write out your blog post or your marketing copy without a system and a process to follow. And I think that's absolutely vital that you have a system to follow because it helps you to never lose track of what you're going to say. Always know your way. Keep to the point and, and keep it brief and keep it, you know, share the value and the message not skirting around the issue too much, which I love speaking, so I'm definitely guilty of that if I don't follow a system. And you will be too, I'm sure. I don't know if you've ever been in the position where you've been talking face-to-face with someone and you've had something in your head that you're desperate to say. And quite often what we do as humans in general is when people finish speaking, it's our turn to speak. That's what we wait for. We wait for our turn to speak. But it's gone from your head. Because while they've been talking, you've been listening and you've forgotten what's in your head. And that's where having a system comes in really, really handy. That's actually something that I did in my HR business, Natalie. So in the role that I was in, I used the system. So I know many of you have already attended either our expert speaker discovery or our expert speaker revolution training. And in that, there's a a system called the Pentagon. If you haven't yet heard of it, let me know and I'll share that with you. Uh, But the Pentagon absolutely changed everything because I started running my 
speeches that I had to deliver, my training sessions for my employees, my managers, my senior managers around that system, which meant that it was concise, it was compact, but it still had the core message and it provided the right amount and the right dosage of information. So yeah, absolutely. That's top tip number three is to have a system or a process to follow. So let me see what other people are mentioning. So Cheryl, hi Cheryl, nice to have you on again. Seven C's of conscious. Okay, so you have a model, absolutely. So you've got your seven C's of conscious change. This model will absolutely help you. So when you're delivering your speeches, having your seven C's in the right format, in the right order, if it's something that you're passionate about and having met you um, at an event recently, I know it is something that you're passionate about, that makes it easier for you to deliver. Making it easier for you to deliver doesn't always mean that people hear it in the way that you need it to be, because quite often people want to hear what they want you to say, not what they actually need. So it's about finding that balance and that dosage, which is where it comes in with a system that really, really works in your favour. Nick East says less is more. Yeah, I agree with that to a degree. Less is more in terms of the amount of content, maybe, or the not overwhelming people with the information that you're trying to share categorically but agree with that and believe that quite often people misconstrue or mistake information for value you can give a huge amount of value in a really small 30 second 40 second elevator pitch even or in a really short blog post or a facebook or linkedin post you can add a lot of value in a really short space of time in addition completely the opposite. You could do a, you know, an hour long video. You could do a thousand word piece of copy that has nowhere near as much impact. So that's where I do agree that less is more. I don't agree that less is more where value is concerned. And I know that's not something that you're focusing on, Nick, but absolutely value is imperative. Let me see what other questions that we have. Okay. So Sarah, you are launching a workshop to help women start and grow their business. The fact that you've said that you're passionate about it is a massive, massive help because if you care about something, which is actually um, point number four on my top tips is to know your audience and not only to know your audience, but to focus on them. If you're passionate about it and you want to really help people to turn their professional skill, as you say, into their business to help them to reach that security and that freedom, then absolutely that will connect with your audience more. So by knowing your audience and by focusing on them, so again, not just not providing the information you want to provide, providing the information that people need, it's imperative. It's absolutely imperative. I'm just having a little read to see what people do and what your business is and what you're looking for support in. So this is obviously a Q&A around public speaking. What are your questions? What are your queries? So Natalie, you mentioned the Pentagon system. If I remember... Rightly, Natalie, I, th- I believe you were on a webinar recently. If you were on one of my public speaking webinars, just give me, give me a quick message, let me know. Uh, we did cover the Pentagon system in there. And as someone has very kindly pointed out, it is the what, why, how, what if, and when. Okay, quite a few people mentioning it. What is the Pentagon system? Pens and papers ready if you're writing notes down, because this is a very small part of a very big system. So the system that Progressive and Unlimited Success use, um, which was devised by Rob Moore himself, along with Mark Homer, is a 28-step system to create a speech from start to finish. And the speech is from start to finish, anything from a 30-second elevator pitch 
through to a few hundred word blog post all the way through to, you know, an hour long one day, two day speech. And that system is 28 steps and two parts of it pieced together are what we call the Pentagon system. So the Pentagon system, I'm going to give you it relatively briefly because I don't want to take too much time up with it, is a system that provides the correct dosage of information. So it actually gives you an order to follow and it gives you the dosage. So if you're making notes, you'll want to write this down. If you've already heard of it, it's a little bit of a recap for you and a reminder to use it and put it into practice. So point one is to tell people what it is that you're talking about. So often people will jump on a Facebook Live or will, you know, draw up a piece of content or write a webinar, but not actually tell people what it is that their focus is. So you're going to start with the end in mind. And this is a core element of what you need to focus on initially. So, hi, I'm Cheryl, I'm a change manager or a change consultant, and this is what I do. So the what is just identifying what it is that you're doing. So top tip number one is to tell people what you do. Now, when you're telling people what you do, obviously the duration of that, the amount of information you put into that is totally dependent upon how long your speech is. So if it's a 30 second elevator pitch, for example, then it will be just telling people, you know, in really short terms, what it is you're talking about. I'm talking about public speaking to make a difference and make an impact. If you're doing a, you know, two day presentation, then obviously your two day presentation will have a lot more info. So step one is what? Step two is why? And this is a huge proportion of it. This is almost a third of your speech needs to focus on why? And that's twofold. So the why being, why it is that you're talking about what you're talking about. So hi, I'm Tony. I'm going to be speaking to you about public speaking and how it can help you to generate income and create an impact. Now, why I believe everybody needs public speaking is it is an art form that every one of us have the ability to utilise. We all have public speaking as a skill, whether it is something that we've honed and we've really worked on or whether it is something that we haven't yet quite nurtured and quite mastered. So it's actually telling people why they need it. But that is me identifying, and in your instance, you identifying a feature of it. Public speaking can help you to connect with an audience, but people want to know what the benefit is. If you imagine every single one of your clients, every single one of your supporters, every single one of your fans, your um, purchases, the, you know, your, your customers... They want to know what's in it for me. So in step two of the Pentagon, so we've done our what, we then move to why. Why falls into two folds, features and benefits. Features, something that it provides them, benefits, what it means to them. The feature of, we I use the example of the feature of a mattress, I use this quite often. The feature being it's air sprung or it's memory foam or it's um, really comfortable, it, it's, you know, X depth. That is a feature but if you imagine, so everyone says, so what's in that for me? So it's going to provide you with the best night's sleep you've ever had. The benefit being what sells it. That's point number two on the Pentagon. Point number three is how. So people will want to know if you're making a claim of you can help them in seven, seven steps to adapt to change better, Cheryl, for example. If you're helping people to uh, turn their professional skill into a business, it will be step-by-step step how. So people want, you know, the step-by-step step guide. They want the baby without the labour pains. They want, you know, step-by-step step processes of how they can achieve it, especially if it's something that you've achieved. So in the example of yourself, Sarah, you know, I've created a business. I want you to be able to do it too. You become part of that system. Now, the how 
if you have a system like Cheryl's mentioned a seven step system that makes it even simpler again so the how part of the pentagon it counts for like 40 percent of it it's a really big proportion and then we move on to and i'm giving you the brief version but we can we can deep dive into this another time Step number four on the Pentagon system, so we've done what, why and how, is the what if, and it's missed so often. And this is where you're effectively identifying the objections to or the fears and concerns around what it is that you're talking about. So if you're talking about change, the objections, the fears. If you're selling a product or a service, the objections that people will have to purchasing or committing to your product or service And this, again, is important twofold. Step one is to identify that only the main concerns, we don't want you to, you know, dig deep into the archives of your brain and try and find problems with your products and services. Absolutely not looking to do that. But you'll know yourself that there are really common objections, common fears or doubts or concerns, particularly if we look in the market, if you have products and services, is, you know, I can't afford it, I don't have the time to do it, etc. So the most common fears, doubts and concerns, you want one, identify them and two, overcome them. Don't forget step two. So if people say I can't afford, you know, okay, so I've had a message today from my trainer because I have been slacking in my personal training. It's summer holidays. I've been on two different holidays. I've spent a lot of time away from home, spent a lot of time with my children and I'm being held to account. And he is telling me, you know, you're slacking this is the issue. So I'm going to couple up with my excuses, as I'm sure everyone does in every area of their life. And my excuses are, I haven't got time to do it. You know, I've been really busy. I've been away. But I use the word myself. They are excuses. If you want something really bad, you're going to make it work. So it was a case of before, like my, he's, he's very smart because what he's done is these are your excuses. These are the answers to them. You work your life around your exercise, you plan it in beforehand. So it's about identifying the problem, but then overcoming it. That's step four. That accounts for 15%. And last but not least of the Pentagon is the why. No, it's not. What, why, how, what if is the when. So when with my personal trainer is get your ass back to the gym at the earliest opportunity. So he's then said to me, what date will you be back? How often are you committing? Are you doing a full week's worth? So the when will be, in that instance, a specific date. Kids go back to school on the 3rd of September. Sorry, Jamie, that's when I'll be back. Or it's now. So if you want someone to buy your product, your service, commit to your workshop, hire you as a change coach. I'm trying to see what else people do for a living. Whatever that product, that service, that item, that action point that you want people to take, it's the exact date of it or now the brief version of the Pentagon. Hopefully that's helped you as well, Tony. I know you've just asked about the Pentagon. So let's see. Absolutely. So Casey is saying you've been told that a great life story should share it. Absolutely. And you have raised a point that so many people raise. Why would anyone listen to me? And I don't know if any anyone else listening can relate to that. Why would anyone want to listen to me? Why does anyone want to know my life story? Does there need to be a moral to the story is the question or something like that? Casey and everybody else, absolutely. Now, you may have heard the phrase previously, facts tell, stories sell. And I know that's been taken out of context in terms of people thinking, you know, you you create a sub story and it will sell or you make something up and it will sell. That's absolutely not what we're focusing on here. What we're focusing on here is your story creating a connection. So actually, we're we're jumping through some of my top tips. So I'm just having a little look at my notes. That's top tip number seven. I'll recap them all in order a little bit later. 
But top tip number seven is to create the connection and to open up because people buy into people. And I don't know if you've ever been in the position, like we're all supporters of Rob. We're all pretty much raving fans. And I know for me personally, and I don't know if you can relate, that a big part of that connection with Rob is the fact that he, in addition to his humility, he shares things with you that you wouldn't expect of someone in a position of authority or in a position of, you know, in such a successful position. And by him sharing sometimes, you know, his innermost fears or the doubts he's got or the the concerns or, you know, things that have happened in his life that have maybe been an obstacle that he's overcome, that creates the connection between you and him. And you need to do that with your audiences too. So Casey, if you've got a great life story, absolutely. So again, I'll give you a very brief system that you can use because this isn't, I'm just trying to read and make sure other people are in there. This isn't just for telling your life story. This is also for your testimonials, for selling your products and services. This is for sharing results and it is a four-step system. Then, now, how, action. So if you're making notes, you might want to write that down. Then, now, how, action. And what then, now, how, action does is it helps you to create a connection with your audience and share a message with them. So, Casey, let's use the example. I have no idea what your life story is. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you, but I have no idea what your life story is. But let's say, for example, life for you was a certain way and that was then. So life for me was a certain way and that was then. It was great. It was amazing. It was fabulous. It was awful. This is what life was like. Then we have now. Now, things are going really, really well. I'm really excited. I've overcome the obstacle and this has been the change because you want your audience to be able to go, wow, Casey's done it. I can do that too. So then to now. But what they really want to know is how they've, how that you overcome that problem, how you turned the negative around and more importantly, how they can do it too. So this really helps you to connect with your audience. So if you've been through some um, difficult situations, if you've managed to achieve some amazing things, what will help you to connect with your audience is one, telling them that you've you've been in that position. Two, the then, the now, telling them now that things are completely different. But more importantly, three, telling them how you've done it and they can too and what action they need to take. So the action might be to listen to your story. The action might be to take a life into, you know, their own hands and create the lifestyle that they want and they could do it too. So it's then, now, how, action. That works for your story, which, as I say, is point seven of my top 10 tips. But also it helps you share your results, whether it's your own or other people's, to um, sell your products or services, to give third party social proof, you know, look at this. This is Oliver. And Oliver was really sad because he couldn't have sweets all of the time. Now he's really happy because he understands that if he wants sweets, he gets to earn them and he gets them at certain times. And how did he realise that? Well, he realised that good behaviour resulted in him getting sweets. So that made him behave even better more often. That made him happy. That made me happy. So the action is don't just give your sweets for the sake of it. Don't just give them to bribe it. Let them earn them and realise that good things come to people who behave in a certain way. Now, that's just something I've made off the cuff. And this one is Oliver. This one is Owen. This is an angel. This is a devil. Now, that's not really true. Oliver wouldn't be that well behaved. But it's just to give you a really brief example as to how it works at the then now how action. 
this is, you know, this is Steve. Steve was really unhappy. He was really upset because he was unfit and wanted to be able to run around after his kids. This is Steve now and look at him. He's lost, you know, eight kilos. He's just on his first 10K. He's fitter, he's healthier, he's got more energy. How he achieved that was he did the couch to 5K. Um, he took it step by step. He took it day by day. He followed the system and the process even when he didn't feel like doing it. And the action being... You can replicate these results too. Download the Couch to 5K app. Get your backside out of bed every day. Do it irrespective of the weather. And by the end of those, you know, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, you too will be running your 5K. Okay, so Stephen, your health supplements, loose leaf teas, etc. Absolutely, the Then Now How Action and the Pentagon model will work for you. Absolutely. If you're following everything that Rob says, it's without a shadow of a doubt going to make a difference to you. So Keely, well done. You starting a new career. Ah, I'm so sorry to hear that. Okay. You want to create a Facebook group or speaking circuit book to show others Absolutely. Okay, so Keely, the fact that from the very brief little bit of information in that story, you have your then now how action. You're then being obviously the situation you were in when you unfortunately, um, whatever it was that resulted in your uh, car accident resulted in your brain injury. That's your then. And there will be people who need to hear your story because they are facing it or they've got family members who are facing the same or a very similar situation. Now, it doesn't even have to be the same situation. It could just be the same emotion that you felt, you know, frustration, anger, upset, um, whatever those emotions are. And I've got goosebumps right now. I can only imagine what it was that you felt. Now, now I'm in the process of starting a new career. I've overcome those obstacles for the past three years. I've been working through it, learning to work at a certain pace that I'm capable of doing. And now I'm in a position where I'm creating Facebook groups. I'm on the speaking circuit. I'm booking gigs to show others that they can do it too. And the way that I did it was, and I'm just making this brief in regards to what you've put in your message, the way that I overcome those obstacles and got through that battle was to, what have you put, take small consistent steps that everyone can have a successful life and there is no one yardstick to measure success with. That success to one person is, you know, making a million pounds, but success to other people is being able to live a normal life as a result of life changing injuries, that you're not alone, that you can do it too. So therein is your then now how action. And I genuinely have goosebumps right now sharing that story. And that's not mine. I can only imagine what you went through. But you will absolutely provide an inspiration to people. So when I asked if you have a, a message or a vision or a mission, you are your own product in that scenario. And public speaking should absolutely be on the agenda for you to help you to help other people. So, yeah, really well done to you, Keely. And, and if there's anything I can do to help, give me a shout. So, Stephen, you're mentioning that you sell your health products, your supplements, your leaf teas, etc., your ground coffee. You're following what Rob says. Well, the systems that I'm sharing with you now are, what are the Rob's content. It's Rob's information that as you have done, you've listened to it over and over again. I have practiced. So I'm going to go back to my 10 top tips. They're all out of order, all out of kilter, but they're in there. So it's important. It's top tip number five, which is to practice, to prepare and to practice again. So you've mentioned you're listening into the content to make it sink in. Another way for you to do that is not only to listen, but to put it into practice. So listen, put it into practice. So it's practice, prepare, practice again. Practice, prepare, 
practice again. Absolutely. So I deliver, I don't know how many different speeches. So I talk around public speaking. I talk around uh, property. I talk around joint venture finance raising. So all of these different areas, the information is different in everyone, but the system remains the same. So if you practice that system, Steve, and if you get comfortable with it, a little bit more preparation, um, some reviews of what you're doing, because top tip number eight is to record it. So record yourself giving a speech or document down your um, blog posts, read them, review them to determine whether they are right. So you're always going to be your own worst critic. You know, I, I'm not a massive fan of doing things like Facebook Lives because I always sit and look at myself and go, look at these wrinkles. Like, look at these wrinkles. My face is lopsided. My hair's a mess. I've been out all day. I've been at a family barbecue. I shouldn't do it. But if you've got passion in what you're sharing, if you've got information and something valuable to share, so I'm going in order, passion, top tip number one, purpose. My purpose being to share value with you as the audience, as followers of Rob and Progressive and Unlimited Success. It's to share that with you. Step three, I'm following a system. Step four, I know the audience. My focus is to give you as much information as possible so that you can go out there and use public speaking to your benefit. So we are practicing what we preach. Now, you can let all of those fears and concerns worry you and stop you. But I believe that my message is too important not to share. So balls to the wrinkles. I'll sort them out when I'm older. Ignore the fact that the hair's a mess. I've been out and I've been having a busy day. But that comes back to the point that I mentioned earlier on. I think it was to ender, which is to just be yourself. Be authentically you. Follow a system. Follow a process. But never apologise for being yourself. Hopefully that comes in handy. So I'm going to jump back to my top tips. So I've done top tip number one, which is be passionate. Speak about something that you're passionate about or that you know really well. It makes life a lot easier because you're not having to worry about following a system, learning that and learning your content. Top tip number two, which is to have a purpose. Don't just write a blog post for the sake of it. Have a meaning, have value. Don't just jump on a Facebook Live to just connect with people and no. This is my reason. This is my purpose. What I'm going to speak to you about is this. Why I'm going to speak to you about it is this. How I'm going to do it is this. You may be thinking this isn't really important, but everyone needs public speaking because we all do it. Les Brown, one of the most famous motivational speakers, says perfectly sums it up. Now, I can't remember the quote, so I'm just going to completely bastardise it. But ultimately, it is that everyone is public speaking when you're standing in the street So if you're standing in the street and you're public speaking, you are a public speaker. If you're putting a post on Facebook, if you're putting a post on LinkedIn, if you are tweeting, if you're, you know, having a conversation with your neighbour down the road, you are speaking publicly. So why not hone that skill, make more money using it? Because by the way, all of these stories that you're sharing, you know, like Keely, like your story, um, your products and your services, like Cheryl, like Keely, like... Sarah, all those people on the on the live now who are telling me they've got a product and service, you've got to share that with people? Absolutely, you've got to share it with people because you can make more income and make an impact. So you've got a legacy that you leave behind that people remember you for something really, really important. So that's top tip number one, speak about something you're passionate about. Have a purpose, top tip number two. Top tip number three is to follow a system. And I know it's been very brief, but I've given you two top systems, two parts of a very important 28-step system that I've shared with you for the Pentagon model and the then-now-how-action-story model. They're just two small parts of a massive system. 
But having a system enables you to speak fluidly. It enables you to not worry about what you're missing out, if you're going off tangent, if you're forgetting your words, if you follow a system and a process. What it means is you're always going to know what you're saying. And if you ever do lose track or, you know, go a little bit off tangent, that you've always got a way to come back to it. Top tip number four is to know your audience and to focus on them. Don't just be delivering your speeches. And I don't just mean speeches to be standing up on a stage speeches. I mean, your networking event speeches, your WhatsApp group messages, your Facebook page shares. Even if you're sharing a quote and you're putting a little bit of content around it, knowing your audience and be the focus being on them as the end product absolutely is my top tip. Number five, as we touched upon just before, Stephen mentioned that he's trying to soak in all of the information from Rob, is to practice, prepare and practice again. Repetition is the best skill to help you if you think about anything that you're learning in life. You know, because public speaking is a skill that is learned. It's not something that people are born with. And it's something that we have to practice to get comfortable with. Don't aim for perfection. Just aim for being better than you were the last time that you delivered the speech, wrote the email or blog post, whatever format of public speaking it is. Just aim to connect with one more person, to create impact with one more person and generate one more lead or one more, you know, income stream. So absolutely, you've got to practice, prepare and practice. Top tip number six is to start with the end in mind. So you've got to know what the purpose of that speech is, but also what you're hoping for your audience members to get out of it. So for many of you in the group, you have a product or a service to offer. If the main aim of that speech or that, you know, the blog post or maybe it's a um, direct marketing copy, whatever it might be. If the purpose of that is to get people to buy your product or service or to uh, leave their details for you to contact them, so it's a data capture, then you've got to start with that end in mind. So if we reverse engineer, this is my goal. This, these are the steps that I need to take to get to it. And it's really important. So the end goal of my life today is for you to believe that public speaking is absolutely imperative and for you to go out there and do it a little bit more. The steps that I've taken to get there are to put it into a really simple format of 10 tips to help you reach it. So visualising how it's going to go, visualising the interacting, visualising, you know, it depends on how you want to visualise. It might be that you visualise a standing ovation at the end of your speech, a uh, table brush of people going to buy your products. It may be that every single person in the room leaves their email address for you to contact them and it's a lead gen. Start with that end in mind. That's top tip number six. Now we've touched upon already top tip number seven, which is to create a good connection And one of the best ways for you to do that is to open up. So people don't care unless they know that you care. That's something that I learned from Rob Moore a long time ago is that people don't care unless they know that you care. So you've got to focus on what's the benefit to the individuals, not just to you. And one of the best ways you can do that is to connect, create a connection between you and your audience by sharing the likeness. So when people say, oh, I'm really afraid of public speaking, I'm not a good public speaker, I've got this, that and the other, because we have our excuses or our reasons why. I have those fears too. I still have just shared with, you know, worry about my lines on my head, or that my face is completely unsymmetrical. I don't know if you've noticed. I've just identified it to you if you haven't. 
that these things play in your head and you can either let them, you know, pull you back and stop you from achieving your goal. Or you can go, well, irrespective of that, my vision, my mission, my goal is much bigger because my connection is I want you all to believe in yourselves, to be authentically you and know that people buy into people. So you've got to get yourself out there. You've got to brand yourself. You've got to market yourself. You've got to communicate effectively with people. So it's irrespective of that. So that me saying that may have you think, right, you know what? I was worrying about doing a Facebook Live because, I don't know, this particular issue, the way I looked, I haven't dressed for the occasion, whatever. You know, my um, the, the setting isn't perfect for it. But if I've inspired even just one or two of you to go, you know what, she's absolutely right. I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to do it. I've achieved my goal. You can do this too, by the way. So that's top tip number seven is to create that connection and to open up. Top tip number eight, record and review. So what I mean by this is no one's first speech that they ever deliver is the best. And we can ask people for feedback, but quite often we'll ask people who are close to us, our friends, our family members, was that good? And they go, oh yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, because they love you and they care for you. Or we have the alternative, we have ourselves, our own worst critic where we go, face is completely unsymmetrical. I said a few ums and airs. I swore I didn't intend to, I stumbled over that word and we critique ourselves so much. So one of the best things that you can do, because if you just try and remember the information of how your last speech or how your last um, blog post or, you know, Facebook Live interaction went, you will likely remember the negative. You know, we don't remember the, oh, the fabulous interaction or all of the love hearts that people hit to say that it shared or all of the comments where people have said, oh, this has been really useful. You forget all of that because you remember the few little mistakes that you've made. So a great way to overcome this is to record your speeches, whether they're lives or whether it's just voice recording and listen back to it and identify what went well and what didn't. Because that's top tip number nine is to actually review what you've what you've recorded and document the good and the bad. Document the good points so that you can reiterate them the next time. But document the points that you can improve upon because the intention is just that your next speech will be better than the last. We're not aiming for perfection. We're aiming to improve on every single speech. And that's why top tip number nine is to review, to document the good and the bad and to implement the learnings. Gareth, absolutely not. I refuse to believe you have a face for radio. I do podcasts for that reason because it's very rare that I interact in this way. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm also recording because this will be a podcast. And that's top tip number 10 is to actually enjoy it and to repeat it. So my intention is to repeat public speeches all of the time because I absolutely love them. But also you can repurpose them. So what I'm sharing right now is information on a Facebook Live, but I'm also recording it for a podcast. I'm going to take some snippets out of it and I'm going to um, give some shares on Facebook posts and comments in there because you can replicate, you can enjoy it and repeat it, enjoy it and repeat it. And you can also repurpose. So Gareth, get rid of that excuse. I'm sure you're absolutely beautiful. And look at this. If I can do it, you can too. Um, thank you for your comments, Stephen. I'm so glad I've inspired. Um, my intention for this, uh, you know, it's quite informal. It's just a Q&A session. Answer any questions. I've given you my top tips. I'll recap them very briefly. So top tip number one, speak about something that you are passionate about or that you know really, really well. So you don't have too much confusion, too much information in your head going on making you worry about not only the way that you're going to say things, but what you're actually going to say. So talk about something that you're passionate about or you know really, really well. Top tip number two, 
have a purpose for your content creation. Have a purpose for your public speeches. Don't just go on a Facebook Live for the sake of going on a Facebook Live. Have a purpose and some value to add. Share a lesson or something that other people can learn from and benefit from. Top tip number two. Top tip number three, follow a system. And I've shared just a couple with you of our 28-step system. A couple of steps being the what, why, how, what, if, when Pentagon model. And also the then, now, how action model for sharing your story to connect with people. Top tip number four is knowing your audience and always keeping them as your focus and at the forefront of your mind. So knowing your audience is really, really important because you may tweak what you say to suit those. Now, with people who I see on a regular basis, so with my mentees who I see on a monthly basis, I'll maybe be a little bit more, I'll never change who I am. I'm always me. I you know, I'm authentic, I'm me, I'm very much a take me as you find me. But I rein it in a little bit, or I might be a little bit more polite with people who've not yet met me. With people I see on a regular basis, so my mentees who I see on a monthly basis, they get me warts at all, you know, where swearing is punctuation, where I'll make a few mistakes, we'll laugh it off, and we've got that relationship. You can create that too, so knowing your audience, absolutely imperative. Top tip number five is to practice Nobody is born the perfect speaker. Even some of the speakers you see, you know, on TV, you see giving speeches in front of Parliament. They're not necessarily always right. Um, everyone giving speeches, you think, wow, they're really good at this. They were, they're just a natural speaker. It's just a honed skill. So those natural speakers are people who have spent a lot of time practicing and preparing and following a system. So practice, prepare and practice again. That is top tip number five. Top tip number six is to start with the end in mind. What is the purpose and the point of your speech? What action do you want your audience members to take? Do you want them to leave their details so that you can contact them and contact them in a data capture? Do you want them to buy your products or services? Do you want them to believe in themselves more? Whatever that end goal is, start with that end in mind. That's top tip number six. Top tip number seven is to create a great connection and rapport with your audience And I share on pretty much every stage that I ever stand on. I'm a huge fan of Maya Angelou, who was a poet and historian. And one of the things that she is renowned for saying, which from the first time I heard it stuck with me, is that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but they'll never forget the way you made them feel. And the way you make your audience feel is totally based on the connection you create with them. And the connection may be based on a story that you've shared, a message that you've given, how authentic you have been, that you've opened up a little bit and maybe even shown some vulnerabilities. We've all seen Rob do that. And that's from a position of care and support for you. It's not, you know, a a tactic or you you can see when Rob shares these things, it makes you realise he's just like me. We've got this connection. We've got this bond. And I'm sure you will agree that it makes you connect with him even more. I know it certainly does for me. So you need to do that with your audiences too. create the connection and open up. Top tip number eight, record your speeches ready for review. So don't just try and remember back or this worked really well or that went okay. Record it. And top tip number nine is to actually review it to create the lessons from it. What worked well, what can be improved upon and to then implement those action points within your next speech. Top tip number 10 is to just enjoy it. You're never going to be a perfect speaker. I know I'm certainly not. There's no, per- what, how do you define the perfect speech? 
when you're enjoying your speeches, your audience members will enjoy them too. And I think that's really, really important to note. And when you enjoy it, it makes you want to do it again. And when you do it again, you practice it, you get a little bit better each time and you can rinse and repeat and keep this going forever more to generate income and create an impact. That's the sole focus of this session. So let me dip back in after my 10 top tips to the questions. Okay, Stephen, absolutely finds a purpose. You've got a story without a shadow of a doubt. If we can help in any way to work through that, let me know. I'm here. Connect with me and follow. I'm going to start doing a lot more posts in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community and I'll do some focus on story. Keely, I'm so glad you've enjoyed it. I'm really glad you've been inspired and even better, I'm, great that you, I'm glad that you've heard great things about me. I'm so glad it's helped you. Share the news. We can Everything I've learned, I've learned here. Being a part of, you know, a, a group of, I've been a, a huge fan of Rob Moore's for the past four years. And I do exactly as where, you know, we practice what we preach. Everything I've learned, I've put into practice. I've honed the skill and I've done it again. And any one of you can do that too. Natalie, I disagree. Everyone thinks they don't have a story. You can ask, there's, I know there's a lot of people in this supporters group and on this thread now who've previously attended our speaker trainings who thought that they didn't have a story or if they did have a story, thought that they couldn't share it. I know who we got, Tracy, absolutely in that position. You should have a, tra- a chat with Tracy Cornelius. She's on this. Michael Calisperis, absolutely in that same position. So every one of us have a story. We just tend to compare ourselves to other people. And that's another point that I think is really important to note. Stop comparing yourselves to other people because, you know, no no two people here are ever the same. And what makes you unique is what makes you completely great. What is different about you is what makes you special. So we need to start harnessing those things instead of worrying that we don't fit in or having those, you know, the little breakdowns that we do because this isn't quite right or he does this better or she does this. Balls to it. Be you, be authentically you, be unapologetically you and own every trait that you have because that will make people connect with you even more. Okay, let me see. Sherman from a new angle. Peter, we can help you to do that. Absolutely. So starting in business full time, age 38 with zero zero previous experience. That in itself is a story that helps you to connect with other people. Because there will be people who are in the 20s, 30s, 40s thinking, you know, that's too late for me to change my career. I've got no experience. You become your own story. You become your own testimonial. And that's where point seven of creating the connection really hits home with your audience members because you're identifying their fear. And you're basically saying, I've identified your fear, but actually I had those fears too. And look, I'm on the other side of it and I'm on the other side of it because of X, Y, Z. So you're giving them a system. You're giving them a process, you're giving them something to share. Well done you, Peter, overcoming that. So, uh, Bamnan, you want to learn to... So when you're talking about wanting to learn to become a public speaker, I'd say the first step for anybody who's not yet done any public speaking training is to get onto our expert speaker discovery training. Now, I don't know whether um, Rob will allow me to do any kind of um, offers to you in terms of getting you some um, complimentary tickets, but we'll do whatever we can. You are supporters of Rob and we'll do anything we can to get you there. So Bamlan, send me a quick message and we'll get you to an expert speaker discovery training to see if you want to hone those skills even further on our five-day training. Gareth, I'm really glad it's helped. You are awesome too. And you're absolutely beautiful. You don't have a face for radio. So get out there and get some videos. I'm going to be looking out for yours. I know we're already Facebook friends, so I will be looking out for it. 
Natalie getting onto the speaking circles um, or onto the circuit for speakers. Obviously, it's dependent upon which area you're focusing on. Um, being a HR manager, I think obviously you've got to focus on your niche if that's what you're going to be speaking about. Networking events, you're going to need to get in with people who are on those circles. And this sounds ridiculous, but speaking at other companies, I'd done some speeches for other companies when I was moving out of HR and into public speaking. We basically, I did some speeches for competitors. This was at the end of my career with my training. And it was to uh, generate more interest in what I was debating whether to do. So I didn't know whether I was going to be a speaker and trainer for progressive, if there'd be an opportunity, because I had fears in my head thinking, well, I want to speak for progressive and unlimited success, but there's loads of speakers I won't get the opportunity to. So in the background, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to start teaching um, senior managers to communicate more effectively with their employees, because as you and I have both shared that message already, we believe that there is definitely a human side missing to the HR component and to sharing with employees. So I think speaking to your competitors, I have already done a um, podcast episode on getting speaking gigs as well. So I'll share that link for you too. But to get the speaking gigs, it's about getting your brand out there and getting known. It's mixing in the circle. So going to your business events, your networking events. So even looking on places like Eventbrite for ones that are local to you, for also asking for recommendations from people, you know, so letting people know that you are a public speaker and you have a speech around X, Y, or Z. So the more you market, telling your friends, telling your family members, telling people with a big reach. So a lot of people in this supporters group what you do and what your benefits are. So use the Pentagon model of the what, why, how, what, if, and when to get your speeches. Start with free speeches. So doing them at networking events, um, sharing messages at schools, at universities, at those areas where you won't necessarily be paid to do it, which will generate you a core following. Speaking at your business networking events, at your any HR events. So um, I know, I don't know whether you're chartered and you go to any of those meetups, But telling people what you do, in fact, tell everyone what you do. This isn't just for you, Natalie. This is for absolutely everyone. Tell everyone what you do because people don't know that you can share that message with them. People don't know that, you know, you'll deliver speeches. So if you jump into that and people are aware of what you do, do the free speeches to get known. Then you can start doing the key uh, paid keynote speeches or the sales speeches when you've built up a little bit of a following and a brand. Huge things in what you're doing already as a supporter or what you're given the opportunity to do, like building up your um, Facebook page, building up your LinkedIn following, setting up your WhatsApp and Facebook groups to get your core clients effectively already together. So if you're already speaking, absolutely network with all of those people, Natalie. And I'll put the link to my podcast episode around getting gigs on here as well. Hopefully that's helped. Okay, so I don't know how to pronounce your name. If I ruin your name, I apologise. Tania? Tania? If I've said it wrong, please um, give me a shout and let me know. Um, the Pentagon model. So it's watch this video back because when I've finished it, it will obviously be stored. Watch it back. And the Pentagon model is a system and a format that we use to share content in the right dosage. And in terms of your brand to start speaking, I think that the fact that you are in the process of... So I shared a model before about sharing your story, your then, now, how, action. Just from that one sentence in your comment of I'm in mental health recovery and you want to share your story, that in itself, you've already got a brand. So your brand being authentically you. 
this is me, unapologetically me. I have had issues in the past that mean I'm currently in mental health recovery. So then things were really difficult. Now I'm on the path to recovery so much so that I want to help share and inspire with other people. Um, I want to connect with people who are in the early stages and are really, really struggling. I want to connect with people who are needing some help and support. I want to connect with people who are at the other side of it who are obviously never recovered, but are much more comfortable with life right now when they are dealing with things better. So how I've achieved that, how I've got to the stage that I have within my recovery is, and then you'll create a little system or a format and you can do it too. So you can start speaking at, use use the um, outlets that you've already got, Facebook, LinkedIn, all your different social media platforms, create a blog, start telling everyone what you do, get your friends and family to share it, get the other supporters within the group to share it, really share that message and more importantly, share the results that you've had and that you can help other people too. That comes to one of the points I've mentioned just before about creating a connection with people. Your story in itself can absolutely help you. Perfect. So we've got people jumping in to help you there as well. Peter, you've got your, that is your story there. It's just about putting some meat on the bones in terms of creating the connection, fighting your way from deep depression to, oh, to win and design awards. Absolutely awesome. Huge well done to you. Does everyone know that? Because if you're anything like me, you'll have those fears in your mind. When I first started thinking, oh, it's going to be bragging, telling people I've achieved this. People don't care unless they know that you care and the way that you care. Absolutely, Peter, you could totally use that well. That is a story in itself that is going to connect with your audience and you are the direct result. You are your own sale. You are your own. This was me. It's backwards on my on my phone, so bear with me. This was me. This is me now. This is how I've achieved it. You can do it too. Absolutely. I want to say a huge thank you for sharing the last, I don't know, roughly an hour with me. Anything that you want to kind of get from me as an individual, anything that you want me to share in regards to my experience in public speaking, if it will help you, I am more than happy to do so. Other than that, I want to say a huge thank you to all of you for getting involved because I've really enjoyed this and I hope you have too. So speak to you soon. Take care and goodbye.